The four most dangerous words in investing are, this time it's different. When you stare into the eyes of the beast that is threatening everything you've worked your life for, what do you do? When all of your hard work, everything you've saved, seems to be crumbling before your eyes, what can you do? How do you face the bear? Sir John Templeton was the one that said that famous line, the four most dangerous words in investing are, this time it's different, and it always feels different. And as we head into another bear market, I want to have a second episode here just to help get us in the right mindset about bear markets. And so I want to cover three sets of three things today in this episode. I want you to have three truths to believe, three traps to avoid, and three tactics to do. Again, that's three truths to believe, three traps to avoid, and three tactics to do when you are facing a bear market. So first, three truths to believe. Number one, the initiating event is always different. The initiating event is always different. No matter what the bear market has been, what the recession, what all these things that we've gone through in the past, the initiating event is always different. We do learn from our mistakes in in some way or another, and we rarely repeat the exact same thing. So as we look back over history as what has caused different market recessions and all that in the past, the initiating event is always different. Whether it's a global pandemic, a a global financial crisis, a dot-com bubble burst, hyperinflation, oil embargoes, whatever it is, there are always different things that cause the event. And that's okay. It's okay that they're different. We will continue to face different things throughout our lives. As we look back and then look forward, we know that we will continue to face different things in the future. We can't know, and we don't need to know what will happen in the future. Because, and this is the second truth, the final result is always the same. The final result is always the same. So the initiating event is always different, but the final result is always the same. Through every market crash that we've seen, every bear market, every extended period of low or no or negative returns has always been followed by a recovery. Always. It has always gone back, come back to where it was before, and then gone to new and higher heights, better things in the future than in the past. And betting against that, believing that this time it's different, that somehow this will be worse than before, or that we are making a big mistake by being invested, is not a good bet. It is not a good bet to bet against all of history and to bet against the incredible human will for things to get better. No matter what your political persuasion is, your religion, your ideology, like everyone on earth wants the world to get better. And the smartest, brightest, hardest working people in America and around the world are working towards making things better. So the final result is always the same things return to normal and then improve. 
and the same will happen here. It may be down, it'll come back, and we'll end up with more and better than we had before. Which leads to the last truth, this is where we earn our returns. This is where we earn our returns that cannot be understated enough. The volatility in the stock market, the fact that it does go down, is how it goes up in the first place. We absolutely want it to go down. If it's not going down, that means it's not going up higher than other things, and we're not earning the fabulous returns that will allow us to outpace inflation and create a retirement and an income that lasts longer than we do and can provide for ourselves and our families. The initiating event is always different. The final result is always the same. This is where we earn our returns. Know that. Believe that. And and here's the thing, right? So many people are happy to invest in the market when it's up, happy to put plenty of money in there when it's at all-time highs and they see all the upturn. And when really that it's when it's at its riskiest point, because if it's at an all-time high, yes, it eventually will keep going up, but the chances of it going down are higher when the market is up than when it's down. Even just to revert back to the mean, if it's above average, it must at some point come back to average, which means it'll go down. And if it's below average, it must come back up to maintain that average. And so people are happy to throw money in when the market is at its highest, and therefore the risk that it will go down is also at its highest. So for so many people, here's the statement and the follow-up question. You are here for the risk. Will you stick around for the reward? You were happy to be in the market when the risk of it going down was highest. Will you stick around now when it has the best chance of going back up? I think you should. To believe these, the initiating event is always different. The final result is always the same. And this is where we earn our rewards. Three traps then to avoid when facing a bear market. Number one, of course, is the fourth horseman, panic. We've covered this several times. We did it again in back in uh, March, I believe, uh, when we were covering the four horsemen again in a two-part episode. You can go back and find that, or there's a link in the show notes of this episode straight to it. If you go to retirementship.com slash 68, the number is 68, that will take you to the 68th episode, and you can find a link right there to that episode. If you have not heard it, you definitely should and need to. If you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to those two episodes on the four horsemen. But the fourth one, panic, is when we believe that the market will just keep getting worse. And so we panic out. We don't want to see our money go down any further. And so we get out of the market where we are. And so often, people who do that end up getting out at or close to the bottom, and then they're not in the market when it goes back up. And so you cannot, you absolutely cannot panic out of your investments. You have to avoid that trap. That is the worst thing. And if you make that mistake, there's a good chance you will never, ever be able to recover from that. I don't want to go too much more into it now because we have covered it at length as well as in episodes like Time in the Market and some of these other episodes. So if you're new to the podcast, go back, listen to those, but you absolutely must avoid that trap. Here's the second trap, making investment policy out of prognostication. You can't make a policy out of prognostication. You can't 
decide how you're going to invest based on what other people, talking heads, expert or no, think about the future. Because here's the truth, right? no one knows. No one knows what's going to happen. And sure, you can find experts on both sides of any issue that will in the same day issue their expert opinions about what they think is going to happen. But you don't know, and neither do they. And you can't make your investment policy out of what people may or may not believe will happen in the short term. We invest based on principles, not prognostication. So we can't do that. Don't fall into that trap of thinking that, oh, so-and-so at Goldman Sachs or at, at TD Ameritrade or wherever else said the market is still going to go down or that a recession is coming or that there's some big economist or whomever else is saying this, that, and the other thing. You can't make your investment policy out of that. That's not investing based on principles. That's investing based on opinion. And that's a bad policy. Don't do it. And the third trap to avoid is even just believing that bear markets are bad. Believing that bear markets are bad. They're they're not. They're not bad. We covered this last week. If you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that one for sure. But bear markets are good. Not only is it does it help us earn a return, but it presents opportunities for us. And and here's one thing that it didn't hit hard enough last week, and so I wanted to hit it now. If you are not yet retired, not yet living off of your investments, it is irrational in the extreme to want the market to always be going up. Because you are putting money into the stock market. You are actively buying something that over time is getting more and more and more expensive. And to want something that you must save into, that you must buy into, to want it to always be going up in price constantly is irrational. And of course, we probably know this at some level, but if you're not yet retired, you want, you should long for the market to go down so that you can buy more of it at a cheaper price as you continue to save into your 401ks, your Roth IRAs, your other saving vehicles. This is a good, good thing for everyone in America who is not retired. Okay, and what about those who are? Right? What if you are retired? Well, you should have a plan that accounts for this because we know this is going to happen. We know this is going to happen often. And if you just retired or you're retiring this year, because yes, I have clients that are retiring this year and this whole bear market didn't stop them from retiring because there's always going to be something going on, right? The initiating event is always different. There's always going to be some looming crisis, some catastrophe, some threat to retirement. And we have clients who are still retiring in the middle of a bear market because their plan to retire is not dependent on the market always being at an all-time high because that's never going to happen. So you need a plan that enables you to be retired comfortably and to retire comfortably and to, to retire successfully and stay successfully retired, as we always say, regardless of what the market is doing. And again, the fact that it goes down means that it also goes up and up more than it's down and we get those great returns. So it's not a bad thing if you're in retirement and it's definitely a good thing if you're not yet retired. And so if you believe, because you, we watch too much news and all these things that, that catastrophize bear markets, if you believe in your mind and in your heart that bear markets are bad, that is a trap. And that is a trap to be avoided. So so what do we do then? How do we avoid these Traps, three tactics to do when you're facing 
a bad market. And I, I, I do get this every once in a while from people that are like, hey, I know we're good, but like, is there anything we should be doing in the middle of this bear market? Is there something we should do, something we should change and make an adjustment? You know, and I think people who have been working with me long enough, they're not usually like, should we get out of the market? We're past that. But they just wonder like, there's got to be something we can do though, right? And and the desire to do something, because doing something always feels better than doing nothing is strong. So here's here's three tactics that you can do when you're facing a bear market. Number one, saturate yourself with right beliefs. Saturate yourself with right beliefs. This was one of the very first episodes that we did, Belief Over Knowledge. This is episode three. So if you go to retirementship.com slash three, you can find that episode. It was last year. But we operate, we do things out of what we believe, not out of what we know. Right? If everyone, if knowing were the solution, if knowing were enough, everyone would be billionaires with six-pack abs. Because all the knowledge is out there. You, you can go get all the knowledge in the world, but that's not all that we need, right? And people don't act on what they know. They act on what they believe. And you can't just hear something once to truly believe it. You need repetition. You need it to be, to, to hear it over and over and over again before you believe it. That's why you don't, you know, if you're a Christian, that's why you don't go to church just once. You don't read your Bible just one time, a couple verses, and then you're good. No, it's repetition. It's going over and over and over again to saturate those truths. They say that in a in a marriage or in a, in a relationship that you need five compliments for every one negative thing that you say to the other person. Right? That it's not a one to one thing. Like, hey, make sure you say as many nice things as you say mean or, or uncomfortable things to each other. No, it takes at least five just to equal any negative thing that is said. And I think in the same way, when it comes to bear markets when it comes to the scarier parts of investing that if you are out there consuming the news watching headlines hearing things that you need probably five pieces of right belief for every one negative thing that you see which is, means that you need to really saturate yourself if you're constantly watching the news constantly looking at the media and reading all these if it bleeds it leads headlines because they will definitely take advantage of, and, you know, never let a crisis go to waste, right? They will be definitely be taking advantage of this and trying to scare people because it gets clicks. And it doesn't matter to them if they ruin your life and cause you to be so afraid of what's going to happen that you panic out of the market and then it comes back the next day and you're stuck at the bottom. It doesn't matter to them. They only care about ad revenue. They only care about getting the clicks, the reads, the listen tos. And so it doesn't matter to them that they're ruining your life. But if you're constantly consuming this material, and never get in any of the truth or a very small diet, right? You meet with your advisor once a year and that's the only truth you get. And then every week you're consuming this garbage. That's not going to be enough. You need to saturate yourself with right beliefs. And so it's much better if you if you need to hit that five to one. I don't know if it's true or not for this, but let's say that it is. If you need five pieces of truth about investing, about good long-term principles, about all these other things, for every one negative thing or one every one piece of misinformation that you hear. You're going to make your life a whole lot easier if you just cut all the negative things first, right? Just stop watching the news. It's not helpful. It's not helping anybody. So that'd be one thing to do. But then to, to saturate yourself with the right beliefs, and that's, what, that's what we're here for. Listen to podcasts like this. Uh, there's other good ones out there, other good books. 
Um, and if you don't have time to listen to tons of content, just lower the total volume of all of it. Get rid of all the negatives and get yourself some good, healthy diet of good truths about long-term, disciplined, principled investing and financial planning. And that's what we're here for. And if you're new, welcome. We release something like this every week. Number two, for tactics you can do. Number one, saturate yourself with the right beliefs. Number two, schedule a chat with your advisor. As much as it it might be great hearing impersonal advice from a stranger online, um, there's nothing quite like sitting across the table or across a Zoom camera from someone that knows you and your family and your goals and everything that you're trying to accomplish and just telling you to your face for your situation what you already know, which is to hold the course and keep on the right path. Right? Sometimes you already know it right now. And I, I, I get this a lot, right? Where we'll have these big conversations out there and like, you know what? I knew all that, but it's just nice to hear it. It was just nice to hear it. I feel better. I will sleep better. And that's a great, that's a great thing. So if you need that, right, if, if saturating yourself with right beliefs is not enough, schedule that chat with your advisor ahead of time before it's, before you start going off the deep end. It's okay, right? You just reach out and say, hey, I'd love to chat. Don't worry, I'm not panicking out of the market or anything like that. But it would just be nice to just have a quick chat and get some reassurance. Is that okay? And they should love to do that. And not, again, I don't want to go into a whole other thing about the different qualities of financial professionals. But I would hope that you have a real financial advisor who's a fiduciary working in your best interests and who knows and understands the behavioral component of investing. right? Because if you have an advisor who thinks it's their job to get you into the market at the right time and out of the market at the right time, they're A, going to suck at it. And B, if you're still in the market because they sucked at it and they didn't get you out because no one can, no one can reliably get you in and out of the market at the right times. It's not possible. And so if they think that's their job, you know, there's a whole host of, of financial professionals out there who are hiding under their desk right now, looking at their phone like it's a bomb about to go off, hoping and praying that a client isn't calling in to complain about the market and panic about it. And I just heard one advisor who's, who's multiple times a day is getting calls from their clients freaking out about the market. And I don't know what this person is telling them, that they're getting so many clients that that don't understand that the market's going down and that it's a good thing. Um, so if that's if that's one of your advice, like if that's your advisor, you need to get a new one. Right? That, that's not what an, advi- an advisor is for. They can't get you in and out of the market. They're there for long-term strategic planning to, to anyways, I'm not going to go into all everything that advisors should be, but I also saw one study that said that, um, Oh, and I'm going to butcher it. I should have looked it up. But something like uh, 8 out of 10 financial professionals that were surveyed when they were asked, you know, what's the biggest barrier to your growth in your practice? They cited market downturns, market crashes. That the biggest obstacle they have in their business is the is when the market goes down. And that's absurd to me. Like, that's just part of the job. How can that be the biggest barrier? If, that, if that's your biggest barrier, because you don't actually understand how it, anyways, it's a whole thing. I don't want to go too far into that. Um, but assuming you don't have one of those, but assuming that you have one of the great, really good, passionate, empathetic, tough, loving, smart financial advisors that are out there, schedule a chat 
that's number two. Sorry, one off a little bit on that one. And number three, so no, number one, saturate yourself with right police. Number two, schedule a chat with your advisor. And number three, spend some time with your loved ones. Spend some time doing things that you love to do. Right, because all this will pass. Uh, it'll be over. It'll be another blip. Um, you probably don't remember the crash at the end of 2018 when the market went down 20%. There wasn't a lot of stuff attached to it, though, and it came right back, and a lot of people didn't even notice. Um, so this stuff happens, and it happens all the time. And I just saw, you know, one account just today that, that you know, we're down, it's down, whatever, 20% so far this year. and But from a year ago, it's still up 30. You know, it's like this is, in the grand scheme of things, this is going to be nothing. And so I don't spend all this time trying to figure out how to avoid a temporary decline in your accounts. Just go do something you love doing. Spend time with your loved ones. Enjoy life. And investments will take care of themselves. Because at the end of the day, this time is never different. And this too shall pass. And so have a plan. Stick to the plan. Avoid the things you should avoid. Do the things you should do. Believe the things you should believe. And we'll see you next week to help with all those things. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership. And there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income, on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.